Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Football Fignuts podcast. I'm Craig. And I am Britt. And here we are again, Britt. It is week 13 in the NFL season. It's it's almost over. Thank God. (laughs) It's been a long season. It's been a long, weird season. Let me tell you this. I Just to jump right in. Yeah. I love doing this because we were talking about the future of the podcast, where we want it to go next year and whatnot. And... I was like, Craig, I am so tired of running numbers, and I am so sick of thinking about projections and giving advice. And, and you and and I I and Craig's takeaway from that was, well, Britt's getting sick of the podcast. I love sitting here talking football <laughs> with you, and I love you know sharing our thoughts with the world out there. But man, am I week thirteen, and it feels like I've been doing this for a year. You, well, half a year. It's a long stretch doing. But I mean, we've only this is only thirteenth straight week we've had to do the numbers on the fly and then True. talk True. about specific matchups. I mean, but I mean, it feels like we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And since, then, uh, well, since the podcast since August. Well, and then the, and then the Super Bowl is going to come and. We're going to convert the podcast to a wine and cheese tasting thing because something. Will, Unless anyone has any ideas, yeah, I mean, feel free to share. And then I'm going to be like, man, I miss talking about football. <laughs> so, but let's 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 jump right in. Let's talk some beer, Craig. What do you got? Uh, well, you brought me a mysterious bottle. This is my wife's favorite beer. It's made by Anchor Brewing out of San Francisco. I'm showing it off that no one can see. Yeah, so. he's he's actually modeling it like he was on like The Price Is Right and trying to get you to bid on it, but. Um, it's, uh, called Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. He's taking a sip. It's their, pretty much their seasonal Christmas beverage. My wife looks for it every year. It takes a while to get out here, but she, it's one of those beers she's got to get one every year. It is a, a seasonal beer that they change slightly every year. So it's not the same thing year to year. So what do you think? Yeah. <clears throat> it's, um, it's smooth and very malty. And now mm. that I've had a couple sips of it. The cinnamon is on the back end of it. Oh, okay. So you're getting that's the taste you were getting, and you were like, I, I can't place that exact flavor. Yeah. So cinnamon on the back end. Can I tell you right now that that beer got my wife through Thanksgiving? This past Thanksgiving. Yes. Or Thanksgiving in general. Thanksgiving this past this past week, yes. We had the in-laws over. Um Good. and while it was a lovely time, you know, Thanksgiving is always a lot of running around. It's that time of year, man. It is. And people get stressed out and sick and hate everything. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And so um so that was, you know, on more than one occasion I looked up and she was sipping on a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year 2017. So Nice. And uh what are you drinking there? Well, Brit? I am drinking a holiday ale by Two Roads Brewing Company located in Stratford, Connecticut. Hashtag sponsor us. <laughs> um yeah, I, I'm we should still, use that this week. I'm so sad. Hashtag sponsor us. I will. I'll put that in the write up somewhere. Um, we, uh, I, I, I bought a case of this just because I love having it around the house and my wife immediately took out, cause it comes in four packs. So it's six, four packs. She took out a four pack and went, this is the Thanksgiving survival four pack. And she put it off to the side. This is the Christmas survival pack and put it off to the side. This is the four pack that I'm putting aside for myself because I know you're going to drink the other half of this case four pack <laughs> and then handed me the other six, you know, the other, the other half of the, uh, the, the case and said, here, do with this as you will. And uh, we are. We're about halfway through the case because there was a lot nice. a lot of it flowed Thanksgiving I weekend. Should do that, um, I should do that next year with Rosemary's Baby. I should just buy a case of it. You know. I don't know why I didn't. It ran out a little earlier than it did last year, this year. It did. It's gone. 
It is gone. I think if I remember correctly, it lasted until about Thanksgiving last year, and it was gone pretty much the first week of November. You know what's this weird year. though is like there's some pumpkin beers you'll find sitting around like after Christmas. And also depends on the sh- the, the store you go to. True, there's true. a little liquor store in Trumbull that I've got to make a stop at. I got to. It's like maybe it's in the plaza with the stop and shop in Trumbull. And they routinely oh, yeah, have the there. pumpkin beers like a month or two after. They tend to order things in bulk. So they'll only order Rosemary's Baby once, but they'll order like 22 cases of it. And so you go in there in like December and there's still like a couple six packs on the shelf. And you're like, oh. I guess we so, all have uh, one of those beers. Oh, and, and you know, with you and me and Two Roads, we have several. That's true. That's you know? true. I'm surprised Root of All Evil isn't out yet. It's not a yearly beer? It is. A year-round beer? It, no, it's their winter. Oh. It's their winter beer. It I comes can't out, do that one. I'm not I'm not a fan either. That's way, way too happy for me. My old um way. My old hey. uh supervisor at the Bluefish, Greg, who I believe listens. So hi Greg. And hi Deb. Hi Deb. Um used to love Root of All Evil and now he lives in Texas and he's been like, When Root of All Evil comes out, you're gonna have to ship me some. And Is like, that legal? <sighs> Depends on who you ask. Depends on it's how fair. you get away with it too. <laughs> I mean, from what I've talked to people, we will we will not use names, but I have friends who are employed by UPS, and they have told me that if you take the cans and you wrap them in newspaper and then put them in the box, mark it fragile, and when you go to the counter, they're going to ask you, is there anything flammable, breakable? And they have a whole list of things. Yep. All you have to tell them is it's um, candles, and they will stamp it fragile, and they will never question what's inside of it. Good to know. So, you know, in Good theory, yes, know. I can send him. I'll try to send him some beer. Now, I just said that. And the next time I walk into a UPS, they'll be opening my packages. Like, Get so. out. They'll have to use FedEx. Right. Anyway. So we're on the clock today. Yep. Burning hot take questions time. All right. And you're the lead we off this week. Sound for that. We do it. We, we really do. We need like something like like breaking news. Like, yeah. uh, like a kind of thing when we do that. All kinds of news today, huh? Anyway. Well, geez. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about today. And, All right. And we're at the end of a month. So, and we're a low budget show, folks. We have a limit on how much we can Which upload. Which is why we need sponsors. Which is why we need sponsors. So, anyway, Craig, anyway, you're giving first. What do you got? Football related. Go for it. I'm drinking. Josh Gordon, Ugh. probably going to play this week for the yeah. Browns. Yeah. He's a phenom in football. At least he used to be. Was. Though he did used to play while being drunk and high, like most professional wrestlers. And and um, uh, what's his name from the Yankees? David. Uh, Any Yankee from 1950 to 1960. Pitcher that threw the the no hitter drunk. Oh, uh, uh, what the hell's his name? David something. David, no, nah, not David Cohn. No, damn it! I just blank because we're talking about oh. football. Anyway, yes. anyway, we'll all right. So yeah, we'll we'll look it up later. Josh Gordon, does he make an impact this week? Coming no. back? No. No. The the thing None. that people are forgetting is that he's still playing for the Cleveland Browns. Um, Deshaun Kaiser is still throwing the football, and uh, Jesus would have a hard time getting over 100 yards in uh, as a wide receiver on this team. So, and he can will the ball with his magical Jesus powers directly into his hands. So, I don't think so. I've seen a lot of people hype him up. I do not think that uh, he's going to have a good first week. I just don't. I think he's a better 2018 prospect than 2017. So, in like in season long. Someone should pick him up as like a keeper if they have nothing. Like if they're losing, stash him. Yeah, I would pick him up in session because if he does go off this week, then he's absolutely usable in week fourteen. I don't think he's going to go off this week. I think he's going to be a two catch for twenty eight yard guy, 
And, you know, and they're let's gonna see him. if he can play while not intoxicated. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he came out and said in the media that he had never played a professional game while he was not high. So that says to me, you know, first off, that tells me if I'm the NFL, I'm waiting for him in the tunnel with a urine collection kit. You know, I, I think I want- that that happened to him. Like he didn't. It's like one of the other times he got suspended before he came back. No, apparently no one told him he couldn't use recreational marijuana. Like while he's not playing, you well, have not. to be told that. Well, uh, and during then he, the off season is probably what he was it, thinking. He used it before he got on a plane. Okay, and they tested him right when he got off. Yeah, he's so, a wizenator. I don't know. There's another. There's another obscure. Oh, it's David Wells. David Wells. I knew it was David. Somebody. There was. A, I. I can't remember the name of the uh, player from Minnesota that owned the uh, a product called the Wizenator. Oh yeah. I don't remember who that was. I think it was a running back. Probably. And they caught him because the bag of urine um, broke open. And so, Mm-mm. you know, yeah. There's nothing Sorry, better. Sorry, listening during lunch. There's nothing better than you're standing there with a um, fake device that <laughs> dispenses <awkward>. urine. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the right side of your body starts, you start to see like a water stain. <laughs> nothing says I'm not actually following the rules, like something like that. That's awkward. So, okay. Question to you. Okay. All right, and uh, this one comes from a listener, oh. so I have to pull it up. All right. And this is a football-related question. Okay. This one comes from, you ready? Yep. Our good friend, Cinch. All right. Who, by the way, offered to call in tonight to remove the 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 jinx on my Chiefs because they have won exactly one game in the last six weeks since he said the Chiefs were the real deal. I have elected not to bother Cinch on that with the hopes that they can break this night against the Jets. Okay. If they lose to the Jets this week which would complete the trifecta of failure to New York, then okay. yes, we will be calling Singe and doing everything in our power. We don't really have the technology to have a caller on our show, but we'll find a way to make it work. Okay, but anyway, he submits the following question. You have one game that you need to save your life. So this is a do-or-die moment. Okay. You have to start one of the following quarterbacks. Oh, God. Blake Bortles. Yep. Joe Flacco, uh-huh. Geno Smith, uh-huh. or you start Muhammad Sanu. Yep. <laughs> Who do you start in the All game right, that saves that, your life? Give me that list one more time. Bortles, Bortles, Flacco, Flacco, One Punch Geno, or Muhammad Sanu. That list, I would have to go Flacco. Why? Out of that list. He has he's the most experienced quarterback. He's the only one with a Super Bowl. He's the only one that's won a Super Bowl, been to the playoffs. <laughs> well, Bortles has been to the playoffs, hasn't he? Has he? I believe he has. You should look that up. Oh, I don't want to look that up. Let's assume <laughs> but he, he out of that I would go with experience and consistency. Yeah, I mean as I think that. Joe and Flacco he's beaten the Patriots in New England. Yeah, so I think Joe Flacco um, is just getting older faster than most quarterbacks, so to speak. I mean, I think he's in his decline um, a little earlier than most people expected, but he's still a professional quarterback. You know, I um, a funny story on this. I was uh, sitting on my couch on Sunday and uh, I had DraftKings open and all of a sudden I saw my lineups jump up by like six points. And just like suddenly, and I went, "Ooh, somebody must have, you know, somebody did something good." Well, I started, I started four different lineups last week, and every lineup had a different quarterback. Okay, 
but three of the four lineups had the jump. So I'm like, it can't be my quarterback. It must be a rusher. <gasps> Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was the, the centerpiece of my teams last week, which should tell you right now how I did. Okay. Um, Mark Ingram must have rushed for a touchdown. Let's go look. Yep. Nope. It was Muhammad Sanu throwing a touchdown to Julio Jones. I had Sanu across three of my four lineups. Um, he was a high upside um, leap of faith, so to speak. He really wasn't that. He was like 5,200. So Were you in cheap. tournaments or double ups? Uh, a combination of both. Nice. He was in two, nice. uh, that was a two double ups and a tournament he was in. And, uh, you know, so that, 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 that happened. I was like, oh, my God, Muhammad Sanu just threw a touchdown pass. So how many points did he end with? He had a good week. I want to say he ended up with uh, 15, 16 points all told. He really didn't do a ton, but he threw the touchdown, and that was a big big plus for him. I mean, that play by itself, because it was not a short pass. He launched it. He basically just stood there, waited, and launched the ball and said, Julio, catch this. And Julio, and the defender fell over, and it's Julio, excuse me, As Julio is Julio. So he just stood there and caught the ball, and it was fine, so... So there, okay. So so the answer to the Cinch's question is Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think there's no question there. I would absolutely not use Geno Smith. I would use Muhammad Sanu before I would use Geno Smith. <laughs> so third question, back to you. Third question. Yes, sir. <clears throat> uh, no football related. Okay. What the hell is happening to the Giants? This is not the team that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. What happened to Eli? Is it Eli? Eli's, is it the coach? Eli's is it the getting team? older, but there's a coaching change. They just gave up. I feel like after week five or six, they just like gave the injuries up. Injuries piled up on their receiving core. That was a huge part of it. Odell out for the year. Sterling Sharp injured most of the Sterling year. Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp. I said it again. Sterling, Sterling Shepard. Thank you. That's the <laughs> second time this podcast I've done it. Yeah, I did else, that like, well, they're really, like who else has been named Sterling? Yeah, exactly. So Shepard, Beckham, um, the, uh, Brandon, Brandon Marshall's Brandon Marshall. He's there too. What happened to Brandon Marshall? He died. Oh, not literally, but like figuratively. Dude on defense that blew his fingers off. Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul has been spotty. I mean, there's been games where he's looked really, really good. Like, but I think that's game planning. I think that they, you know, there's been times where JPP's game planning planning has allowed him to shine, and there's been times where he just looks completely clueless. It just depends on the scenario. So, um, so let's let, let's jump into that. I really think the whole Eli benching thing is a total fiasco. Um, Philip Rivers today, when asked about it, used the word pathetic. Um, Adam Schefter reported. Because I, I read somewhere that Eli said he didn't want to play or he wouldn't argue the decision. They gave him the option to continue the streak. Oh, his starting streak. Yes. They gave him the option to start the game and then be pulled so that they could find out what was going on with Gino. Now, if you remember correctly, that's happened in other sports. I think it was Dale Earnhardt before his unfortunate passing had something broken a finger or broken something in his arm, but he couldn't do an entire race. So he did one lap to start a race and that gave him the points for the day. But NASCAR is a little different. I can't really call it the same thing, you know, but Eli's response was, no, if you guys are, if the, if the plan for the organization is for me not to play, then I'm not going to go in there for one series at the start of a game just to keep a streak alive. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the people. And he didn't say it, but I think he, in his mind, he thought to himself, I don't want to be Brett Favre 
with Michael Strahan coming right at me on a predetermined play of the game to make sure I get the sack record. Because don't forget that happened. Remember that? About that. That was uh, and that was a while ago. And every person except the fans in the stand in the stadium was in on it. Everyone knew they were going to intentionally blow the blocking. And Michael Strahan was going to turn the corner. And Brett Favre was going to go, oh, no, here comes Michael Strahan. I'm going to die. And then he was going to get the sack record. They did that intentionally. Eli didn't want to go that route. And I respect that completely. What I don't respect is Ben McAdoo. He has to go. He is he is making this what decision. What did he do before the Giants? What's that? Where was he before the Giants? He was the, the Giants. Oh, he was? Yeah, I think he was like their offensive coordinator or something like that under Coughlin. He And he's the one who supposedly who led the anti-Coughlin revolt, so to speak, last season where players were like openly saying, you know, I don't know about this and I don't know about that. And, you know, getting in people's ears and the management and saying, you know, maybe we should make a coaching change. I'd be a lot happier with a coaching change. Supposedly, he drove that bus. So and now he just crashed that bus into yeah, well, a wall. The, you reap what you sow, jerk. You know, not you, jerk. I think Ben McAdoo's a jerk. I'm not going to hold back on Ben McAdoo, folks. So, and I, I know I'm dominating this. I'm going to give this to Craig in a second. Ben McAdoo, two things. Number one, he's pretending like he has a job next year. The Mara family has never fired somebody midseason. This is an organization that waited, I think it was 5-11, and 11, Ray Handley's last season in the 90s. They waited to the end of the season to fire him. He was terrible. They still gave him to the end of the season. They did not want to make a change midseason. That's this is so no, his job is in more jeopardy than uh, he doesn't have a job. Hugh Jackson or uh, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis and he have no job next year. Period. I don't think there's anything about that. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Jackson. Hugh. See Hugh Jackman in the Greatest <laughs> Showman opening this weekend. Hey, it's about our mayor, man. It's about our mayor. Yeah, but it's totally fictional. My mom is a huge fan of the Barnum musical from the 70s. And she's like, is this a movie version? I'm like, no, mom, it's a totally new thing. Sorry. Anyway, so I think I think Hugh has the most job security of the three because I don't think that either either of them have any job security. So that's number one. So when Ben McAdoo says we have to look to the future, you have no future with this team. You have had your opportunity. You've had two years. You have done nothing. You have made things worse. You have embarrassed a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have gotten multiple people injured, and you have injured one of the you have in, injured the image of one of the greatest and oldest franchises in American sports. This the only thing that could, this is the, the equivalent of Billy Martin if wow. he had if he had gone out as the Yankees manager and urinated on home plate and then jumped <laughs> up on top of the dugout and flipped off everybody including a cameraman that is the level of disgrace that this man has brought down on his organization and an organization that has been around for a long time okay you have done nothing you are done wow. and when you sit there and say well we have to see what we have for the future you have no future with the New York Giants that's number 1 Number two, if you were really looking to the future, you would not be looking to Geno Smith, a player who is most famous for being punched in the face. Yes, forgot about that too. Okay, because you have, I want to say his name is Webb Davis. Maybe. Is the, is the third string guy. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Webb Davis, he's the potential future of your franchise. You guys drafted him to be the natural successor to... Eli, if you're really looking to the future and you're really worried about what's going to happen next year, you're starting him. 
you are not starting Geno Smith. The the statement that we have to see what we have in Geno Smith is absolutely disgustingly lying to the level of Donald Trump. And we all know how much I dislike <laughs> Lord Dampnot. I'll stop there on Donald. There is no truth to him saying we have to see what you know what you have in Geno Smith. You have seen him as a Jet. You have seen him in preseason. What you don't know is what your young quarterback can do. So he's a disgrace and a liar, and I really sincerely look forward to throwing a parade when he's fired the day after the season. I would not even wait to the day after the season. Um, and that's coming from a Chiefs fan, folks. Yes. Was it Arkansas that fired their coach like literally 15 minutes after their game last weekend? Maybe. It was the end of the season, and they had everything written up while they were playing the last game. And they just waited. They jogged off the field. They waited for him to get the locker room and they released everything. That is what I would do. That is what I would do. I would have security waiting for him at the (laughs) end of the game like they typically do and have him taken directly out of an exit. Wow. That's it. So how do you really feel? So that's that was literally (laughs) a and I'm not even joking. That was a four minute Ben McAdoo rant. And now Craig gets to tell us how he feels. And good luck topping that. Wow. I don't. I'm going to drink my beer. You should drink your beer. Yeah, it's a whole... Being a Bengals fan, uh, my team is not... um, uh, What's the word? Organized? Well, yeah. Uh, Well, uh, uh, you know... They're organized. They're organized, but there's no... The owners just say the ownership doesn't really care. (laughs) But this is like just a different level. And that's the thing. The owner cares. That's, That's what's weird about part. it is that the owner cares. What was his quote from last year? I didn't worry when the fans started booing. I worried when they stopped coming to the game because fans who care boo. That's true. Fans who don't care completely don't understand show. That statement. And that and you know that's where he was at. That's where he was at. And yep, I'm opening the second yep. bear. If that's that good. Kind what of are you rant. drinking? Uh, this is a Harpoon Winter Warmer, which is like my second favorite. Um, nice. winter beer and that's nice. only because i only have the one this is series. a this is a double-fisted episode folks well i'm i'm all off the <laughs> i'm all over let me tell you what i think <laughs> so i mean do you feel with this whole eli thing is this an embarrassment for the giants is i this think just... it's an embarrassment for the giants and eli it's just even being a Bengal fan i can i know when a team just gives up i've seen it before oh yeah and this is definitely i feel like this is even worse yeah. So, you know it's what? It's like they all just stopped. So, let's presume Geno Smith goes out there and plays decently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, he's not going to play to Hall of Fame. He's not going to play to e- even Eli, who's had a rough year with limited weapons. He's not going to play to Eli's level. Let's presume Geno goes out there and gives it at all. Do the Giants have any chance of scoring more than seven points, more than nine points, let's say, in Oakland this weekend? Uh, yes, I only because Oakland's not as not as good as everyone thought they would be this year. I smell give up on this team. I really do. I mean, their kicker will probably have a couple field goals. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, that's why I said, <clears throat> let's say under 10. You know, I I do not see a touchdown from these New York Giants this week. I just don't. No. I just don't. It's going to be a lot of open uh, open coaching positions next year. Yeah, I mean, that. there's there's a great... And the other was, you know, talking of um, Oakland, is Del Real's job in trouble? Does Oakland drive a dump truck full of money up to John Gruden's house? No. Say, here's he, our team. No, he'll never or go back Or he go back there. to Tampa? He'll never go back there. And I think he's going to pull a Madden. He's never going to go back to coaching. 
He's gonna I don't look no, he does like his money. Okay, so so let's so this is so here's the John Gruden argument really quick. On the right side, you have a volatile profession where you're either beloved or hated. There is no in between as an NFL head coach. This you is true. Either loved or hated, and you're get handed five million dollars a year, but at any given moment we can sit there and say, get the hell out. To your left is Mickey Mouse with a bag <laughs> of cash that's two million dollars, and him going, Oh, you can work here forever. What would you do? I'm sorry. I'm taking the $2 million that's guaranteed every year for the rest of my life. He can be the next John Madden. He can be that guy. We're going to get a John Gruden football. Is that what you're telling me? It's possible. I would not be surprised if John Gruden signed a a football video game deal. God help us if he ever did. (laughs) You know, that'd be really, really strange. But I mean, I would, he could coach, he could coach for four or five more years and maybe have success. Or he can stay in the booth for the next 20 and retire with true. millions of dollars. Why on earth would you want to go back? I mean, people were like, well, you fade off into obscurity. Did John Madden fade off into obscurity? Hey, he, that's how people know him is by a video game. By a video game and by the, by the cliches. Boom. Things like that. Yep. But he's, he's, he's still an immortal coach and he never went back. And how many years did we hear, oh, Madden's going to come back this year, man? I heard it every other year throughout the 80s that Madden was going to come out of the booth. Madden was going to come out of the booth. That's a lot less stressful. Exactly. Exactly. It's a lot easier to do this job in the chair than it is to do it on the sidelines. It absolutely is. There's an old expression in curling. People who know me know. Sport. Yes, it's the the sport of curling, the Olympic (laughs) sport. (laughs) I actually do partake in curling at the club level. And the joke is there's the, the the viewer area is called the warm room because obviously it's warmer than an ice sport. And there's a thick plane of glass that separates the players from the observers. And the old joke is no one misses a shot on the warm side of the glass because everyone there is an expert because they're not actually out there doing it. So John Gruden can be on the warm side of the glass in that booth for the rest of his life and make a ton of money or he can take the quick hit Go down there, and let's face it, you got like two years to turn an NFL franchise around nowadays, and if you don't, you're out again. Unless you're Marvin Lewis. Unless you're Marvin Lewis, you have an owner that doesn't care, but that's a place (laughs) you're not going to win. You're not going to win because that level of apathy is all about, the the, the Bengals are a a money-making franchise. They're a business. They're a business. Winning to them is a, would be a nice perk. Yes. Would be a nice perk to them as long as the fans show up and the merchandise sells. This is the owner that told Achilles Smith to take a cab to training camp. Yes. <laughs> After they drafted him. Yes. To- <laughs> told him to take a cab to the airport because he'd bought him a ticket on an airplane to come see them. Who else? There was somebody else in that draft. Who else was drafted that year? And that, like the private jet was waiting for them. We have a limo outside waiting for you to get onto the private jet to come see us. Achilles Smith drafted two picks later and like... The response is, there's a cab outside waiting to take you to an airport at the American Airlines front desk. You'll find a coach ticket with your name on it. Yep. It, it, the it, Bengals it, are the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> but the football. Cleveland Indians have even gotten better. I mean, even they've seen so Cleveland Indians from Major League, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's disappointing. It's really, it's disappointing. It is. But you know what? I'm still a Bengal fan as much as it hurts. You know, because you love them. But I mean, if you ever felt like you could make a change in owner, let's put this. If you, if if I came to you tomorrow and yep. said a boycott is forming to get rid of what is his name, um, Mike Brown? Yes. A boycott is forming to get Mike Brown out of the league. 
The Bengals fans are going to stop buying merchandise. No one's going to buy a ticket for the next year. No one's going to watch the game on TV. And if we do this, Mike Brown will sell the franchise because he doesn't want to lose money. Would you join the boycott? Yes. You would give up a year of Bengals football just to get a change in ownership so you could try to change that culture. Yes. It'll happen someday. It'll happen. And it's so screwed up is like Mike Brown's dad is one of the founders of the NFL. Yeah. He founded the Browns and the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> he was an amazing coach. Yeah. And that, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's, apparently that is not genetic, despite what uh, <laughs> what uh, the Shulas would like us to think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a Bengals coach, too. You know, um, that didn't work either. Dave the Phillips. Shula. The Phillips family would like us to think. Bum Phillips was a great yeah. coach. And, what's his name on the Jets? Oh, what's his name on the Jets? I don't know. The Jets name. coach. What's his Jets coach? Him and his brother were both coaches. Oh, oh, the Dude. Ryans. Yes. 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 I think they're both out of football at this point because no, Rex his is, brother's still there somewhere. I don't know that he's coaching this year. Hmm. I don't, Rob Ryan, I don't know that he's coaching this year. Rex is in the studio, which is, again, another thing. Stay in the studio, Rex. Stay in the studio. Yeah, yeah people, coaches either go to the TV or they, they find a nice cushy job at a college. They have to go to one bowl game and they have a job the rest of their life. Well, they have to win one big bowl game. I mean, but like Randy Edsel took Randy Edsel from UConn. Like look at Nick Saban. Well, yeah, he's never going to have to get another job ever. Well, he's won multiple national championships, though. I mean, Randy Edsel took UConn to the Fiesta Bowl, got spanked in Nebraska and got on a different plane to quit the job and go to Maryland. And he still came home and now he's the head coach again. Because he had success with the team. He literally did not even fly back to Connecticut with his team. That's that. They'll see that screwed up. He did. He put them on one plane that and said, really I'll see you guys up. later. Never told the team he was going to resign. Flew to Maryland and was introduced as the coach like 48 hours later. That's screwed up. That was screwed up. It was screwed up. Anyway, I am it's rambling. Like coach of the Patriots. I'm really. So, <laughs> so what uh, college job, what Division three college school does um, Ben McAdoo coach next week? I'm gonna go with Stony Brook. Good luck with that. Um, maybe they'll maybe he'll coach Sacred Heart. No, they're too high class for him. <laughs> they're too high class. So, all right, on to this week's slate. Um, we gotta move quickly. We're already running yeah. short on time. All right, so you ready for this? There is not a single game on the slate this week that has an over under of fifty plus. What? You heard me. Get out. Nope, I will not because that is true. There is one game that has an over-under of 49. Okay. I want you to look at the schedule and tell me what game has a a over-under of 49. Okay. Hold on. And then we're going to discuss why I still don't like anybody in this game. 49, you said? 49. Minnesota-Atlanta. Minnesota-Atlanta. That's a really good guess. Where are they on my list? I don't know. 47 and a half. Ooh, close. Right? Now, keep that game in mind. Okay. Because I think at the end of this, you're going to sit there and say, no, I think that game's going to have a higher higher total. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans. Carolina, New Orleans, 48. Damn it. I, this one I don't think you're going to get. I mean, I was uh, shocked when I saw it myself. Rams, Arizona. Uh, Rams, Arizona, 45 and a half. Damn it. All right, who is it? New England at Buffalo. What? Right? Shocking, isn't it? So I told you, New England at Buffalo, or New Orleans at Carolina, or Atlanta hosting Minnesota. I would 
do Atlanta and Minnesota. That's All right, so then t- between the other two, between um, Carolina at New Orleans or New England to Buffalo, who's going to have the higher over-under? You'd go Carolina to New Orleans. Yeah. They have, that's it, and it, those those are the highest games of the week. Philly at Seattle's a 47. Excuse me. Uh, that's it, and that's everybody else. Who, everybody else is under like 45. Unbelievable. So, by the way, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati is a 43 and a half. Playing Monday night. Yes. So, now we look at the um, implied totals. Okay. So, based on the line, the final score of New England at Buffalo should be 28 and a half to 20. Okay. Do you buy that at all? If I told you the final score is 28-20. No, because New England's defense has gotten better. And Buffalo, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Buffalo does not look like they have a lot of knowledge of what they're doing. Now Tyra Taylor's starting again. I don't know what they're doing. I don't think 28-20. I think that I think that Maybe game is 35-15, which is a total Maybe. of 50. It's still yeah. the over. Yeah. 35-15, because I think the Patriots are going to put the, the pedal down against them. But um, the second highest implied total is the Chargers at 28. The final score of the Chargers hosting Cleveland, according to Vegas, will be 28-14.5. to 14 and a half. I can see that. I'm going to go 35-10 again. I never know. Josh Gordon get a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you know, Isaiah Crowell was really good last week, so. But I am kind of tired of hearing about Cleveland's defense. Well, their run defense I mean, defense you're 0-10. How good is your defense? That's fair. That's not very good. And their run defense, for the most part, has been pretty stalwart. But last week, they gave Joe Mixon the first 100 game of his career, 100-yard game of his career. Um, somebody else gashed him the week before. I'm drawing a blank on who played them the week before, but they got gashed there too. So I think they've been exposed a little bit. So is this week a Melvin Gordon week? That's very possible. Are, are they? You? Pl- where are they playing? They are in. They're in LA. Oh, that's very possible. So but you also like the Adam Eckler experience? I do. I do. So he's a good. He's good for uh, saving money on a flex position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then the third highest implied total of the week is Philadelphia at Seattle. Philadelphia, 26 and a quarter. Because, again, it's all about the differences. Right. So, if it's it's weird, but sometimes it works right. out. 26 and a quarter to 20.75. So, basically, by about five or six points, Philadelphia over Seattle. I mean, Philadelphia is definitely going to win. Seattle's defense is really banged up, so... I think Seattle. I think I think, I think they might be able to score more. I think this game could be forty thirty, and you can pick which way you want to go with it. If Russell Wilson comes out gunslinging and running like crazy, I know you hate Doug Baldwin, but Doug Baldwin could have a big game here, you know. So um, then the last two games that have twenty six, New Orleans has an implied final of twenty six twenty two. New Orleans, I can they definitely are playing see at that. Home. They're they at home against more. Carolina. I but you know what I. I think more so that Carolina gets to 22 would be shocking for me. Um, and then the other game is L.A. at Arizona, 26-19, and I'll completely buy that. The Rams at the uh, the yeah. Cardinals. It's weird. I, like, Arizona is, you know, if, Car- uh, if Carson Palmer didn't get hurt, they would have a couple more wins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no question. Carson Palmer or David Johnson, take your pick. Or both, if both of them, they would be in the running. I might I start Blaine Gabbert this week in my season long. I might. Never know. Or the the tight end that he loves now. I might. I have a major problem at season long too. Can we dive, dive, yeah, dive sure. for one second? 
I have four running backs. Oh, second beer for Craig. Oh, it exploded. Oh, that's all right. Lick your hand. You'll be Damn fine. It. It's only it's only a little bit. You're fine. This, what is, is, this? is by Outer Light Brewing Company. Subdication. Did I say that right? It's an IPA. Yeah, IPA. Subdication, I believe that's correct. Yes. All right, so Sorry, I go on. season long, full point PPR. Here's my pro. Oh, he hasn't even tasted it. He just took a nose of it, and it was like it woke him up. You got a clean glass over there? It's hoppy. Pour me just a dash of that. A dash? Yeah. Just wanted to give it a taste. Okay. So I'm going to give you the four people. Now we have two running backs and a flex. So okay. I can start up to three of these running backs. Correct. I got to bench one of these guys. Yep. Kareem Hunt. Okay. Devonta Freeman, who, okay. by the way, is cleared concussion protocol and will so play. He is starting. Okay. Mark Ingram. All right. Or Joe Mixon. One of those four has to sit. Who am I sitting? I would sit Mixon because they're playing Pittsburgh. They're playing Pittsburgh. Holy crap. <laughs> Britt just tried the beer. It is extremely hoppy. It's like they sewed a hop farm in my mouth. Oh, my God. I'm totally. My mouth is completely dry. <laughs> it sucked all the moisture out of my mouth. Um, I would bench. In all seriousness, I would bench Mixon. Because they're playing Pittsburgh. And they're on national TV. And as there any if there's one thing I taught you about the Bengals, yeah. When they're on national TV, they stink. Bad things happen. <laughs> I'm actually leaning towards benching Kareem Hunt and going with Ingram, really? Freeman, and uh Mixon. And who are who's is Kansas City playing? At the Jets, another good run D. Like I think they're fifth in the league against running backs and fantasy points. Didn't they play the Giants at in New York too? No, that game was in Kansas City, which is why it's embarrassing they lost. They lost to a 2-9 and nine team in Kansas City, which once upon a time was an impenetrable fortress of home domination. Oh, really? That's oh. why That's why that loss stings more than anybody else, by the way, is because of that. So, huh. so you would start Ingram, Hunt, and Freeman? Yes. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do. Honestly, don't. Flip a coin. If you Honestly, had Alvin don't. Kamara, like I do, I would say start Alvin Kamara. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, if you think about it, there's a reason to bench any of them. Like you said, you gave a good argument for Mixon. Freeman's coming back from concussion. We have no he idea. He gets hit again. He could be out. Exactly. Know? And we have no idea because Coleman performed pretty well. We have no idea how much they're actually going to use Freeman. Hunt has been terrible. Kansas City has completely forgotten how to run the ball. They're in trouble there. Um, who have I not mentioned? Oh, Mark Ingram. He he was like 17 yards on 11 carries last week. He was brutally bad. I started Hunt and Ingram in my season long, and if Joe Mixon hadn't scored 30 points to bail out the running back position, my running back position would have amounted for a total of eight points. With two guys who were first-round picks, basically, next year. Yeah. You know, a, a month ago, they were absolutely, you know, no doubt. On Thanksgiving morning, I had a laughing fit like an evil scientist because I was sitting on my couch and ESPN had them ranked one and two. They had Hunt at one and Ingram at two. And I laughed like a mad scientist. My my wife thought I had lost it. Well. Well, that, there's some, yeah. We won't get into that. But. So, all right. So, there's the implied total. So, favoring New England. Favoring the Chargers. Favoring Philly. Favoring uh, New Orleans. And favoring the Rams. Are where the implied totals go. So. With yep. that, let's start talking about individual players because believe it or not, we're almost out of time already. It goes by quick, man. It does, man. That's why I love this. 
The prep work drives me nuts. <laughs> so really quick before we get into this, I spent a lot of time on Twitter last weekend. I answered a lot of Twitter polls. I sent a lot of messages. People, we had people a lot put of responses. Out, yeah, people put out start sit questions all the time. And so I started commenting on them because I'm thinking, you know, this helps spread the word of our podcast. Maybe we'll gain a few listeners here or there. Yeah. Man, was my advice bad. Well, you know. I told one guy that Marlon Mack was going to outpoint Frank Gore because in any normal scenario he would have. And then Frank Gore decides to have another 13 point week. Uh, who else did I say? Uh, I said, go with JD McKissick <laughs> uh, over Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. And so eventually I ended up just posting on Twitter because I did. I got a little bit of hate, not a ton, but a little bit of hate. And just saying, guys, I'll tell you what I think. Everything I think is based on stats, but I'm going to be wrong sometimes. Yeah. You know, you want. Oh, here's a here. Here's a poll for you right now. What's up? Full point PPR. Who should I start? Okay. Dez versus Washington. Okay. Corey Davis versus Houston. Oh, I'm not a big Corey Davis guy, but Dez has been so ordinary. I'll go Davis against Houston. Davis versus Houston. But I'm not. Uh, happy he about got seventy six percent of the vote so far. Yeah. Well, I started the Twitter poll that's got about 40 votes right now. So if you're still, if you're hearing this and our Twitter right. poll is still active. One, uh, one more. Yeah. Who do you start at flex PPR? Okay. Jamison Crowder or uh-huh. Golden Tate? Oh, Jamison Crowder. Crowder is on a big time Ooh, uptake. Crowder gets 51% of the vote so far. Yeah, I would absolutely do Crowder. I, I Golden Tate is very streaky because Marvin, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate are essentially interchangeable based on their matchup and what corners are covering them. So I like the uh, Crowder. And Crowder's been coming on. But here's the thing. Every time I think Crowder's the next big thing, Josh Doxon gets 15 targets and steals the show. And yep. then two weeks later, it switches back. You know, that's really why this year has been tough to predict is because number one receivers have not been number one receivers aside for a few a few rare cases. You know, so that's that's crazy. So, all right, we're running out of time. All right. Really quick. Here we go value or who do you like a quarterback this week now since it's week uh 13 yeah and Lucky i'm number. having i'm having decent luck on FanDuel. also well, one because i'm still in beginner polls because i didn't use FanDuel last year you're dominating the the beginners um <clears throat> i'm going very matchup based of course um so this week i'm sticking with uh, as much as it hurts me sticking with brady against buffalo i think that's a decent call even though it doesn't really matter that they're playing at Buffalo. It's not any different than playing in New England. On the DraftKings side, if you're looking top five, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins, but you got to pay 6600 for him. If you're looking for a top 10 QB, I'm looking at Andy Dalton um, because he's only going to cost you 5300 even though it's Pittsburgh. Believe it or not, Pittsburgh has been giving up over 25 points a game in the last four games to That's opposing true. quarterbacks fantasy-wise. If you want super mega happy value time, though, you're looking yep. at Blaine Gabbert. Blaine yeah. Gabbert's only 4,700. So if he gets to 20 points, which is possible in a Rams-Arizona shootout, then he's going to be at like 4.5 value. That's fantastic. That's what you want. Yeah. So, um, otherwise, I would go against, i go with Rivers playing Cleveland. Yeah. Or Jared Goff, just because he's on a pretty big role. Yeah, I think Rivers against Cleveland is a really good, and Jared Goff is just, Goff and Wentz just look like they've they figured out that they're, they're second-year phenoms. They know what they're doing now. So, what do you like in running back rank? Uh, running back, I have to go with my default chalk play in Kamara. Yeah, I mean, he's I can't gonna, really feel. I feel like I can't not start him now. He is now the second most expensive running back on DraftKings, by the way. Uh, so, on FanDuel, he's third. 
Yeah, so he is not high on my list. Um, Kareem Hunt fell. He's like the fifth or sixth most expensive running back, and I have him at like 15th amongst running backs this week. It pains me, but I just don't see it. um, My other pick? Yeah. uh, Because also this also has to do with who they're playing. Uh, Jamal Williams on Green Bay. Yeah, I have him high as well. Where do I have Jamal Williams? I have him at and he's 14 only 5, points. He's only 5,700 on FanDuel. Yeah, I have him. Well, he's only 4,700 on DraftKings. He's actually cheaper on DraftKings, believe it or not, which makes him an even bigger value play. Uh, he's a great play. I have Marshall and Lynch and Carlos Hyde as my big guys this week. Um, I'm not a big Lynch fan, but he's a 4,800 and the Giants give up a ton of rushing yards to everybody but the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to start definitely pay attention to who people are playing. Matchups matter. So if you're picking up, trying to, you know, pick a lineup, look at who they're playing. If they're playing like the bottom five or six defenses, yeah, take a good look at that, you know. Super value picks. Frank Gore is only 3,800. I think he'll get about 12 points. Uh, and Isaiah Crowell, feed the crow. There you go. I think that they, they could be uh, they could be big value picks. Talk to me about wide receiver. Wide receiver again because of who they're playing. Um, Adams on Green Bay, sixty five hundred on Fanduel. Uh, yeah, the sixty five hundred DraftKings too, and he's on my list. Marquez Lee on Jacksonville. Marquez Lee Mar- because he is playing. Even though right now he's listed as questionable or. But you know, and his quarterback is Blake Bortles. His quarterback is Blake Bortles. But the thing is, he's playing Indiana, and Indiana's starting main cornerback is out. I'm still only going to have him for about 12 points because I think they're going to lean on Fournette personally. But that's and you're not going to like this one. I did this Uh-oh. to save money. Uh oh. And you know, just took it, took a shot in the dark. Uh oh. Put in Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Uh oh. I just went Joe. <laughs> you um, really did. Yeah. I don't even have Josh Gordon on this list. <laughs> Maybe he'll get five point. points. Maybe he'll get thirty-five points. You never know. Um, the I I, I love I love the Devonte Adams pick. I love Mike Evans this week, and we found out today Jameis Winston would be back. Um, Green Bay does not know how to defend the pass. They don't, which also means they would they might wind up throwing a lot. Right. So I have him at seventy-one hundred and eighteen points. That's good. If I'm looking for value, though, believe it already, ready for this name? Okay. I'm looking at Cordell Patterson. Really? Yes, because there's no one else to throw to in New York. This so, is a valid point. Yep. I, you know who I've been big on the last couple of weeks has actually paid off? <laughs> Dontrell Inman has very quietly been a six for really? 60 guy every week. That's in a PPR, that's 12 points. Yeah. And he is, he's 3,900. Yep. Every week, he's between 10 and 13 points. How can you go <laughs> wrong with filling him in, you know? All right, All right, tight end. Talk to me. Duh, I catch ball, ball. I catch and run, and score. We're talking about Rob Gronkowski. Yep. All right. <laughs> I have him at fifteen points, but he's seventy three hundred on DraftKings, so I'm not using him. Um, I'm I'm liking um, Jack Doyle because I listen to the Guru far too much, and he loves Jack Doyle. So I have Jack Doyle for twelve. I points feel like that's like an old timey like detective name from the 30s <laughs> if, if, if you ever listen to the guru in the morning on sirius xm i don't get serious okay so i gotta get <laughs> you there you go christmas present for craig we need to get him serious xm he has like a whole thing where if you have a problem in life you call jack doyle he's like the, <laughs> fix it. he's like the mike hammer really of the football is. world um and there's a whole like bit they do around it so they love him to death I and mean, he's very streaky but i've got him up good but the big value play this week uh, the metric loves julius thomas I don't know why. I good luck. I don't know. Anyway, 
Moving on, defense is really quick because we are literally out of time. Um, my pick for defense this week is Baltimore Why? playing Detroit. Well, because they're playing Detroit. Because they're playing Detroit. Okay, my pick, my my personal pick is the Chargers because they're playing Cleveland because that's what I do. I pick against Cleveland. And, uh, but if you're uh, looking for a secondary option, I like Denver against Miami because they're way cheaper. They're $1,000 cheaper. The Chargers will cost you 4 k on DraftKings. The Broncos will cost you 3 k And yeah. if you want to go extreme value, extreme, you want the Texans, 2400 bucks on DraftKings, 6.4 points just under the 3, 3X line. That'll get it to you every single time. All right, and if you're playing FanDuel, I just went with Lutz at kicker. Who did you go with Flex? Whoever I can afford after all of That's that. That's fair. I mean, I, I, Flex, I just fill in based on what That's I can fair. afford. That's fair. Typically speaking, when I'm building a lineup, I know we're out of time. I do the quarterback I want. I do the running backs I want. I do two of the three wide receivers. I throw in the value at tight end and defense, and I see where I'm at. I fill in that last wide receiver point with somebody. Do I leave enough money for Flex? And then I fill in my Flex. And I do it that way because if the flex, if I have all of a sudden $8,000 at flex, I might go back and upgrade that third wide receiver a notch or two and save some more money at flex. So, and uh, one really quick thing. At yeah. FanDuel this week, I'm in a contest. Are you ready for the name of this contest? Yes. Is this the one we talked about? The Nature Boy FanDuel Mania single entry. Woo! First place, you get $1,500 and a Ric Flair autographed WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt. We've already met Ric Flair. What do we Does, need? We don't need any. We don't need Ric Flair autographs. When you want fifteen hundred dollar belt, when you want fifteen hundred dollars and the and an autograph belt, I want the fifteen hundred dollars, but <laughs> the autograph belt. Hey, we've Craig and I have met Ric Flair, and someday when we have more time, we will tell you the grand story of the day that we met Ric Flair. That was a good day. That was a lot of fun. That was a good day. And and and, and of course, it led to the epic quote, which I witnessed personally. If you want Ric Flair to do a meet and greet. You better find me a Diet Coke. <laughs> Dead serious words and came out of his podcast, mouth. Folks. That's and that is the the close of the podcast. Super quick, week thirteen predictions. Go. Um, maybe the Bengals will win. Maybe the Bengals win. I'm gonna take Chicago over San Francisco in Chicago too. Until next week, I am Britt. I'm Craig, and this is the Football Fig Nuts podcast. Keep cashing, everybody. Mm-hmm.